Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Hello and welcome, listeners, to Funk Radio. So this is not a normal episode of Funk Radio. Uh, We do not have a fun musical topic lined up for you today, um, as we have been doing for several years now. This is more of a impromptu, serious discussion about um, the unrest that's been going on in our society. And I I would say right now, but I mean, this is really just the latest and an ongoing series of issues that's really been going on for centuries, really. Mm -hmm. So I hesitate to say, oh, this is what's going on right now, but... Yeah, this is just the latest symptom of a long, simmering issue. We have a we have a kind of a message that I wrote out, and um, you know we'll share this on our Facebook page. But I figured we should also just read through it here on the show and just kind of spend some time discussing and you know elaborating on it and sharing you know our thoughts about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know b- before we get into that though, maybe we should reiterate I guess what you and I were talking about shortly before we hit record on on this. I I have personally and admittedly had some hesitation to address this publicly, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly not, you know, out of any lack of support for this, because, you know, it's more of wanting to be sure that we're saying the right things and avoid jumping onto the wrong trends, I guess. Um, I want to make sure that we're taking the time to understand the issues fully mm-hmm. and then using that knowledge to inform how we act moving forward so you know clearly I, d- I don't want to do anything that would you know unintentionally cause harm to all this but at the same time i also do recognize the value of immediate action in many ways and just the need to not be silent as well yeah um i, I know what you were talking about before is you know for l- the listeners that don't know we're both white. If we didn't make that clearly obvious in every single episode. I was going to say, big shocker. Um, so we kind of had this mentality of like, it's not our place to say anything because uh, systemically we're part of the problem. And I, I think in this scenario, I think that's the kind of the wrong take to have because yeah. however kind you think you're being when you sit back and you listen and you allow the people that have been unjustly persecuted speak by you not also speaking up with them it i don't want to say it diminishes their voice but just by you know sheer numbers it it makes their complaints fall on deaf ears i mean they're basically talking into the void if no one else is standing up alongside them to take action. Exactly. It's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, everyone that disagrees with this, regardless of ra- of your own race, need to be vocal about it because that's the only way that you show the people in power that perpetuate this systemic violence and oppression. Uh, it's the only way to make them listen, essentially. Right. Is if you know, safety in numbers, so to speak. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I'll uh, go ahead and start reading through this thing now. And like I said, we'll probably stop and, you know, discuss throughout. But but the way I started out was uh, our show was really founded on the 
admiration and celebration of musical genres like funk and soul music that were really, I mean, defined primarily by black musicians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beyond just having like a baseline level of appreciation for this music, we've spent years digging into these stories of these individuals, you know, understanding the social and historical context that inspired that work. But then also just appreciating like the lasting impact of their work as well. Because when you think about the scale of influence that that people of color have had, not only in music, but just in our culture in general, I mean, it's astounding. I don't think you can even measure that. Mm-hmm. So I think not only has having a platform where we are you know, supposed to be informing people about various things, but also especially as two people who are here largely to celebrate the work of black people, I mean, for lack of better phrasing, it didn't feel right for us not to address this. Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially, the way I, I see it is like, if you appreciate aspects of the culture that were given to you by the black community, uh, whether that's music, fashion, movies, whatever, you need to understand that a lot of that culture was born out of pain, basically, that they yeah. had to deal with, oppression that they had to, had to deal with. If you appreciate it, you need to understand the roots that it comes from, and you need to basically be a, an advocate for the creators, essentially. Um, yeah. So Yeah, and I think some of that especially is, um, you know, you, you see that, you know, the that oppression is, in some cases, the direct influence, you know, not only for specific songs, but even for certain genres of music, like I said, soul and even like hip hop. Blues even came from blues, yeah. uh, old slave songs. And then yeah, rock and exactly. roll came from blues. So, yeah. So, I mean, we have specifically addressed some of those stories before, and I think something that we want to be clear about is um, we say, "Oh, you know, we've been talking about this for years and everything," but just because we have focused on these stories many times, that does not give us a free pass in light of all these issues. It's not like, oh, we've shown that we appreciate uh music that black people make so so that means we're not racist no that's that's absolutely not how it works and we don't want to give anybody the impression that we're trying to take that stance yeah yeah i I mean obviously we we have the uh, absolute utmost respect and love for people of color and at the same time i think as two white men with probably the greatest amount of privilege that anyone can have in this country um mm-hmm. i i think we need to acknowledge the fact that we have you know inevitably perpetuated racism in some form or another in our lives yeah you know if it's even just a passing thought in your head or an off-color joke or even you know just the the way you go about your day certain th- things you might do that you might not even think about it might not even register that, oh, this would be different if I was a black person. There's a lot of things that we take for granted that we don't realize that people of color have to be conscious of all the time. 
And I'm not saying that having privilege is automatically racism, but I think having privilege makes it incredibly easy to be even unintentionally racist. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to me, just personally, I've been reflecting on this a lot lately, and the most scary part of this almost is just the fact that like we we don't even realize that we're doing it or we don't even recognize that other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Speaking for myself, and I'm guessing that the case is the same for most other white people, um, you know, affirming to yourself, oh, yeah, I'm not racist. I absolutely respect all people the same way, and I don't think of anybody as being below me. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that you're not racist does not earn you any points. Really, that's, I mean, that's the lowest bar that any of us should have as humans. Yeah. But I think it's easy for us to say like, oh yeah, I'm not racist. So I'm not contributing to the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is those less obvious forms of racism that we're allowing to happen or even perpetuating ourselves, even unintentionally, that's still flying under our radar. And that's definitely contributing to these problems that we're seeing today. Mm -hmm. I I think it's easy to blame specific types of people, but at the end of the day, we're all kind of playing a part in this. Yeah, very true. And I mean, as far as like us just being able to say, oh, we're not racist. I, I look at I look at it is not just an act of being like, oh, I'm not racist because I, you know, when reflecting, I don't see myself as above other races. It's more of like mm-hmm. a it's like something you have to constantly be aware of and constantly work on because Oh yeah, for sure. When we interact with other people in the world that we don't know, you know, we often apply, you know, easy labels or identifiers to them. Oh, that mm-hmm. guy's a bad driver. Oh, that person's being inconsiderate. Oh, that guy's a jerk. And it's really easy to, to kind yeah. of slide from just that to oh, they're a jerk because oh, they're a bad driver because, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So you constantly have to be aware of the almost subconscious judgments you put on people and kind of be aware that those microaggressions, I guess, you place on people creates a really easy trap to fall into where it's not hard to kind of slide from thinking strangers are assholes to thinking strangers are assholes because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. You know. Or because they're a woman or because they have a yeah. certain religion or... You know, yeah, exactly. That's why I kind of see it as like something that it—it's not just a state of being. It's like it's like a, a a conscious attitude you have to work at and always be aware yeah. of as much as you can. I mean, you know, everyone slips up. Yeah, but uh, something I've been thinking about for the last several days, um, pretty consistently, is just trying to figure out not not really where I stand with this, but just what my long-term steps are for this. Mm-hmm. You, you see all these petitions going around. You see all this fundraising going around. And I think those are absolutely valuable. I mean, hell, I've signed several petitions recently. Mm-hmm. But I don't want this to be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I did that, and I'm not racist, so I did my part, and I'm good. Yeah, exactly. And and the importance of like immediate action is not lost on me either. I guess I'm just personally not generally someone who uh, jumps to conclusions or makes decisions quickly especially for things that really benefit from 
informed thought and you know taking the time to make to make sure what you're doing is going to have long-term benefits mm-hmm. I, I i do admit uh, for myself personally that i just don't know exactly what that means quite yet i i mean one thing i can encourage you to do i know i know you personally have never been a super political person right that's one area where i think you know especially white people and the influence we have politically can do something proactive is basically outside of presidential elections 90 percent of people don't really give a crap about local elections they don't give a crap about who their district attorney is yeah who the, the judges are that are often elected all of these positions are elected but they thrive in darkness and they and they often abuse that power because they're not held accountable or like they run unopposed or whatever exactly yeah so there's no accountability in those positions that would ensure that police departments especially are held accountable Mm -hmm. that's one thing that i think a lot of people can do outside of obviously just the protesting that's happening right now is be conscious of their local officials that you know continue to perpetuate this cycle of abuse and oppression on communities of color mm-hmm. yeah I, I can say for myself personally that i've gotten a lot better about that over the last few years i've even voted because you know sometimes they'll have the uh, voting during you know not not during regular election times like the midterm election for the lesser people yeah um, i've been doing that yeah, too yeah. And quite a lot of my focus when I do vote, um, even during election years as well, is on the local stuff. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think I can still be doing a better job at that and being more thorough. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm still improving. It's a work in progress. Yeah, and everyone is. I mean, even for me, when I was trying to figure out, you know, DAs and judges and stuff, you know, it's hard because it's like, you know, they, they thrive by the fact that they're ignored or just not talked about as as much as possible being aware of local politics being aware of your local officials what their stances are if they're you know going to be on the side of progress and change or if they're going to be on the side of keeping the status quo because it benefits them Uh, you know we're not having this little discussion to announce any like big gestures here of stuff that we're doing Um, like I said I, I think a lot of this takes careful thought and figuring out what's going to do the most good. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to just call it a day of like, oh yeah, we shared this hashtag, so we're good, right? Yeah. And then just move on. Um, I, I really do think this is a an important enough topic that we really do need to kind of like pause everything and discuss this. Yeah, and, you know, and I trust our listeners to, you know, to know what's best for them if they want to donate there's plenty of resources that they can use to donate. Right. Personally, I'll be doing that myself, figuring out, you know, where I feel donations can best be served. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I don't want to just jump on the hot trend of, hey, everyone's donating to this thing, or hey, everyone's signing this particular petition, because ultimately a lot of that stuff is kind of empty gestures if you're not going to back it up with, like, both personal change and using your what voice you have to advocate for others you know yeah and and i don't want to berate anybody who is doing any of that stuff because it's absolutely important and 
people should be doing that. And how we, we've been doing it too. But we also don't want to fall into the pit of, oh, I did this one thing, so I don't have to do anything else. Our generation has a really bad habit of doing that. A perfect example. Remember Coney 2012? Oh, yeah. Remember everyone got whipped into a frenzy over that Coney guy, the child soldier asshole? Yeah. Everyone was like, we got to stop him. Guess what? That disappeared within like two weeks and he's still around. So, yeah, I feel like our generation is really bad at that kind of, for lack of a better word, slacktivism, where, you know, we change our social media profile and think we've done good because we're, you know, screaming into a social echo chamber of like-minded people. Yeah. saying hey we're we're good you know we're advocates but unless you make personal change and if you have if you are able to advocate for others to change then all the social media shit in the world isn't really going to change anything right i mean the most powerful things i think social media can do is what they're doing now is exposing corruption you know all these videos you're seeing of cops abusing peaceful protesters even the viral video uh the original video of george floyd literally being murdered on camera yeah that's what social media is meant to do it's meant to expose and shine a light on corruption or racism everyone changing their profile pictures to whatever you know isn't really going to do much it's not going to convince the racist to not be racist it's just going to push them back into the shadows to, because they're like, oh, you know, the hive mind doesn't think like us. Well, and I think the thing that I've, you know, and I've already said this a couple of times now, but the, the, the thing I'm really taking away from this largely so far is the, the murder of specific people. Like, obviously those are being done by like, you know, horrible, overtly racist people killing black people. And, that, and that's absolutely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But I think once that spark happens, in order for the the chain reaction of change to really happen, that change really needs to be coming from those of us who, like we said earlier, you know, you know, those of us who say, "Oh, we're not racist," but in actuality, by not doing anything to actually cause that change, mm-hmm. in a way, collectively, we're just as much of a problem as the people committing these atrocities. It's it's a sense of complicity, you know. If you witness racism, if you're aware of racism, if you if your boss says something racist, if your coworker says something racist, and you don't speak up, arguably that makes you complicit in racism because you're allowing that to perpetuate unchallenged. Well, and to your point as well, social media now gives us this unprecedented view to see things that we wouldn't see otherwise. But that also means that we're becoming witnesses to things that we wouldn't be witnesses to otherwise. Mm-hmm. So in a way that makes us even more complicit if we're witnessing all these things and don't say anything. Exactly. It's like, it's going to become like school shootings where it just happens so often that people become numb to them. And yeah, that's what the peop- the violence perpetuators count on. Right. You know, if they do it enough, if they, if you see it enough, then you'll just think, well, this is just, this is normal. This is how it is. Right. And it should never feel normal. It should always feel horrific because it is. Personally, I, I don't feel that I do understand these uh, issues as thoroughly as I should. And, and, and I do see that in myself as I, I really, I, I am responsible for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
educating myself more effectively. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just something we wanted to share with you listeners is we're, we're not perfect, obviously, but you know, we're, we're committed to improving ourselves in this area for sure. And using, you know, any new knowledge to do what we can to, to help this cause. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, you know, what every what individual person does is their own choice. It's their own journey. Yeah. But it's like we all have to come to at least the same base conclusion of, you know, not only it's 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 a no brainer for ninety percent of the population to be like racism is wrong, right? But to understand how pervasive it is and how it's baked into our culture so deeply that it's not just going to be a matter of, Oh, if I, if I'm, you know, if I, if, if we're all just not racist, then it stops. It's like racism comes from a place of power. Essentially it's power of one person over another, which convinces them that they're better than the person that they're subjugating. So I guess kind of as like final thoughts of this whole thing, not not that the conversation ends here, obviously, but just just for today, Um, you know, it's basically been our punchline for since day one that, um, you know, we don't have any listeners. um, And I I don't think that's entirely true, Um, but it's it's a fun joke to make. Um, The reason that's relevant here is I, I don't think having a small sphere of influence is really an excuse um, for not speaking out about this. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's a thought that, you know, perhaps our listeners should have as well. Um, e- even though if you weren't personally connected with a lot of people or have, you know, a lot of followers yourself, or even if you don't have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't speak up about this too. Cause really in my mind, if 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 each of us can influence just one person in a positive way, I, mm-hmm. I realize that sounds corny, but you know that's how chain reactions happen. And so, if nothing else, I feel like we, as Funk Radio, should be setting an example of mm-hmm. <laughs> if we can create positive influence with our uh, limited reach, then you can too. But I think in the spirit of spreading the word and kind of doing what we're doing now and just encouraging each other to, um, you know, become more educated and grow in, in, in addition to taking action in other ways, you know, and we're not saying like, Oh, if you don't march in the streets, you're a racist, or if you don't contribute financially to this thing, then you're racist. That's absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. But being mindful of yourself and how you treat others and how holding yourself and others accountable I think those things are vastly important in themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's It comes down to how you conduct yourself. What we're really trying to say here is don't, don't feel like, oh, if I can't do this thing, then what's the point? Yeah. My voice isn't worth hearing if I'm not doing X, Y, or Z. That tactic is actually often used by opposition. Basically, they they create a uh, all or nothing sort of game where it's like, well, if you can't solve all racism, then there's no point in trying. Mm-hmm. I think that's a kind of a false equivalency, but you know, things, things need to change. Things need to get better than they are. The fact that, you know, 60 years, 50 ish years 
after Martin Luther King's death, and it doesn't seem like we've really gotten that much further. Uh, you know, yeah. even from a privileged white person's perspective, it's kind of sad. It's very sad, yeah. If there's anything you should take away from here, listeners, it's that every voice in a situation counts. So we, we encourage you, however you can, to to inspire change in others and in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to keep reflecting on this ourselves and, you know, identifying ways um, that we can improve as well. Mm-hmm. It, you know, change change happens when enough people stand up and say we want change. So, you know, I hope this is a sort of starting step to, you know, actual cultural reform. Mm-hmm. I, the, the cynist in me, you know, thinks that, you know, I don't know. I think things like this have happened before. And, and unfortunately, um, I, I don't think anyone really expects this to be solved overnight or for, for this, you know, time to be like, oh, this is the last time we're going to change everything now. I, I don't realistically, I don't think that's possible, mm-hmm. but f- for one, that doesn't mean that we should be trying. And for two, it, it seems like every time this kind of comes back to the forefront of the collective conscious, um, every time it seems to get a little bit more serious um and i mean serious in the in the sense that like people are taking it more seriously Mm -hmm. that's one encouraging thing i guess i've noticed this time around is that it hasn't just gone away after you know 24 hours Mm -hmm. i seem to feel a lot more weight with it this time Mm -hmm. so you know obviously not we do not want you know further incidents like this to keep happening i don't think anybody wants that but the the more that we can keep the momentum going I think the less work we're going to have to do each time to kind of get people up and running again and again and again, because eventually if we can just keep that momentum going, then it's a constantly moving thing rather than something we keep having to jumpstart every few months. Exactly. Yeah. It needs to be, it needs to be constantly trying to move forward. Even if you get knocked back, you're constantly trying to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. We can't just get all whipped up into a frenzy for a, a couple weeks, yeah. and then you know, oh look, that was nice. We forgot about it. It needs to be you know, always taking steps personally and um, collectively to be better and do better. Exactly. So I don't know. That's that's all I got. Well, um, thank you, Kyle, for taking the time to have this discussion with me. Mm-hmm. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I was about to say in our next episode, things will be back to business as usual. And I suppose that's sort of true. But at the same time, we're not just going to, you know, drop this and never come back to it. Mm-hmm. T- to be fair, this is not the first time that we've talked about this. Albeit, I think this is probably the first time we've talked about it extensively in this particular context. But. Mm-hmm. And I, I can guarantee you this is not the last discussion we'll have about it either. Yeah. We encourage you listeners to stick around um, f- for that. But even if this is just your first and only time listening, you know, if you're going to listen to one of our episodes, this is the one you should listen to. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all and uh, have a good night or day or whatever it is for you. <laughs> <laughs>